everybody and welcome to Growth Week. This is a monthly week-long conversation that is aimed at helping you grow in every aspect of your life. If the truth be told, everyone wants to live a good, healthy and vibrant life. But I'm here to tell you that a vibrant life is grown on purpose. It just doesn't happen by accident. So, no matter who you are or where you are in life, whether you are a businessman, a church leader or a housewife, this podcast will challenge you and all your organization to grow intentionally towards your God-given purpose. My name is Justin Duro. I'm a certified John Maxwell Leadership Coach and I'm also the lead pastor here at Word of Truth Ministry. With me in the studio is one of our ministry directors and co-hosts, Robin Aldea. Hello, podcast universe. We are back with this brand new episode of Growth Week. And today we are continuing our conversations on healthy relationships. How can you build healthy relationships? So for the past three days, we have been talking about everything relationships and just pouring out some great golden nuggets for you to chew on and just to help you become a better person in relationships. So we spoke about how not to suck at relationships. We spoke about getting over yourself and we spoke about the fact that you have to deal with your trust issues. And if you're wondering like, wow, those titles are quite intense, just go back and listen if you haven't already because it was really, really good. Anyways, today we are talking about investing for the long Whole. We need to ask ourselves the question, are we willing to invest in others? Are you willing to invest in people? You know, we spend so much of our lives investing in not necessarily bad things, but kind of we misplace where we're supposed to be putting our focus and our investment in. You know, it's good to invest in buying a house. It's good to invest in um your finances, in your career, um, all that kind of stuff, even in your health, those things are good and you should be investing in them. But I think a lot of people miss the part where they need to invest in others. And so relationships are pretty much like anything else that you can invest in. The return you get depends on what you invest. Pastor Jay, what do you think about this? That's true, Robin. Most people want good relationships, but they are not willing to invest in them. I'm sure if you're involved in any form of financial investments, you know that invest investing your money can be risky. And they often say, your investment broker will often tell you that there's no 100% guarantee when it comes to investments. There is a risk involved. But what they do is they spend time trying to uh, teach you, equip you, or at least hedge your risks so that you make informed decisions for better investments. And they try and minimize the risk for you. And I'm sure what we are going to be sharing today is some key principles that will help you minimize your investment risks when it comes to your relationships. And I want to say this, while all relationships are riddled with loads of uncertainty, we don't know what will come out of any relationship. Even if we give you all these principles, people differ and we cannot guarantee any of these things. But if you apply the principles that we are going to share with you, your chances of having long lasting success in your relationships are so much higher. Yeah, I love that. That is so awesome, Pastor Jay. You win some, you lose some, right? Certainly. And so we want to help you guys win more than what you lose kind of thing. And and the thing, Robin, is people give up way too quickly when it comes to relationships. And you know when it comes to financial investment, if, if the market is going down, the tendency is like, 
take your money out. But the guys that are seasoned are saying, hey, just hang in there. Just uh, weather the storm. It's going to get better. And if you keep investing, even when things uh, don't seem right, chances are in the long haul, you are going to have greater success. So we want to say to you, don't give up on your friendships way too easy. Um, we live in a season a culture rather, where people give up on relationships way too easy. And it's beginning to show in what are supposed to be long-term relationships, things like marriage. Those yeah. are relationships that are supposed to last forever. But people give up way too easy because they have never trained themselves in investing in relationships. You know, sitting around the table, we asked ourselves the question, if you remember, uh, how many of us have got friends that go past 10 years mm. and it was surprising to realize that there were some around the table who actually said i don't have like friends that go past three years you know i don't really have long-term friendships and this is a concern because if you can sustain an ordinary friendship for three years how are you going to sustain wow. marriage for until death do us part kind of thing Definitely. And so we're going to be sharing some principles with you today to help you do that. And the first one is amazing because it goes right with what we're talking about. Pastor Jay, take it away. Yeah. So the first principle we need you to understand is the gardening principle. This principle simply states all relationships need cultivation. For a garden to grow and flourish, it takes time, care, and cultivation. You cannot just uh, start a garden and abandon it and expect it to grow. Uh, I've often said this, every time you look at somebody's yard and the grass looks green, the garden is amazing, it means that somebody took time to cultivate it, work on it. And so same applies to our relationships. Uh, if you want your relationships to last long, you need to be committed to cultivating them. You cannot neglect a relationship and expect it to grow. Yeah, Pastor Jay, I love that because, you know, gardens can grow for a while, you know, by themselves with no one going and tending them and stuff. But eventually everything that's beautiful in it will be choked out by weeds. Certainly. And so you can't have a relationship and neglect it and expect that it's going to be healthy. It won't. It definitely won't. Mm -hmm. So it might grow for a while and it might be okay, but eventually the weeds are going to overtake it. Because the truth is, is that any relationship is a two-way street, you know? So if the person is there showing up and no one is there to, the other party doesn't show up to cultivate that, there's not really much you can do. And that's why it's so important that we get this principle. Certainly. I like what you said. It might look healthy right now, but if you're not cultivating it, you know, I've got a gardener that comes every week to work on our garden because we know that if he doesn't do it on a weekly, one of these days, we're going to have a bush instead of a, a garden. So same applies to our relationships. You need to be working on them. Now, here are some principles that will help you cultivate your relationships. Number one is commitment. Every long lasting relationship will suffer strain and setbacks at some point. But you need to be committed. It's not one of those, it's good while it lasts kind of thing. It's even when it is difficult, I'm committed to working on this. So if you want long lasting relationships, be committed. Are you really committed to relationships? Um, the foundation of any relationship we said yesterday is trust. And 
trust is often fostered by mutual commitment to the relationship. And the thing is, you can't ever grow a healthy relationship when people check out when trouble comes. Oh, yeah. You know, like there will be times where it's strained, like you said, and, you know, it may, you may have setbacks in your relationship. But again, you need both parties to be able to come and say, hey, I'm committed to making this work. That's right. In fact, almost 80% of the times when I'm doing, you know, marriage counseling, when somebody's marriage is suffering or is uh, just at the verge of breaking, I know whether I'm going to win depending on the level of commitment they have when they come to me. So if it's a wife that shows up and the husband is not interested, I, I will tell them it's not going to work. You need to be 100% committed and you need to be both committed to working on the relationship. Which brings us to the next thing that you need to cultivate is communication. I cannot overemphasize the importance of communication in any relationship. Uh, I often say that the foundation of a relationship is trust. And I say the second most important principle you need in any relationship is communication. How you speak to each other how you communicate and that's more than just the words you say it's everything you know there all the levels of communication communication is vital in fact even your spiritual relationship robin without prayer your relationship will suffer that's why uh, we pray as christians because communication speaking to god and allowing him to speak to us will just make our relationships better now here's what we know Every relationship begins with easy communication. You know that whole uh, small talk thing. You meet somebody, you just start talking to them. So if you want to develop a relationship with somebody, you have to be willing to talk. Small talk gets yeah. the relationship going. And, and that relationship deepens with more difficult conversations. So if, you, if all you are ever doing in your relationship is small talk, that relationship is not going to get deep. You need to go uh, graduate from small talk and get into some uh, deeper conversations where you begin to speak and, you know, point out some difficult things in your lives and begin to deal with them. And they say that all relationships are then sustained by intentional conversation. So they deepen through difficult conversations, but they are sustained by intentional conversations. If you are not intentional in your communication, you are limiting your chances of long-lasting mm. relationships. The reason why relationships just kind of fizzle out is simply because people grow distant by not talking to each other. So be intentional when it comes to communication. And the truth is, is that with communication, you really get you're supposed to get back what you put in. Yeah. So sometimes people are just not there. And then maybe that's a, a sign. I don't know. Because if I'm constantly picking up the phone, needing to speak to you and you never show up or you, I just never hear from you, then, you know, you need to ask yourself what exactly is going on in that relationship? Because there has to be a return for that investment. Certainly, certainly. Here's a practical tip for you. Everybody is busy. We're not always free at the same time. So in our inner circle, we've got six guys. And what we say is this, you don't have to answer immediately, but you need to answer. Because if I say something, I'm expecting you to reply. Because unless you say something, I'm not sure if you even understood what I'm mm -hmm. trying to. But if we commit to communication, our relationships become better than friendship. You actually need to cultivate friendship. We often take for granted the people who are closest 
to us. It's so easy to say, well, I've got a good friend. And now when they are your friend, you take them for granted. Like they will always be my friend or they understand. And you stop cultivating that friendship. And when you begin to neglect friendship in your relationships, your relationships will not last. Another thing that I love about um, cultivating relationships is memories. Shared memories bring lasting connections between people. You know, every now and again, I will take my wife out or go to a place on a holiday. It's just making memories. There's a special bond that happens when we can share certain experiences together. Like, wow, do you remember that time when we did this? I do that with my wife. I do that with my children. I do that with my inner circle. Whenever you want your relationships to last, you need to share memories. Which brings us to the next thing, which is growth. You need to cultivate your relationships through growth experiences. Do you have things that challenge your relationships mm. to grow? You know, read a book together, do something together that really challenges you to grow together. Uh, one of the things that ha often happens, you know, you start a relationship and it's great but then if there's no commitment to growth from both sides, you outgrow the relationship. It's like, yeah, you know, I like that person, but every time I'm with them, it's just like we can't connect anymore. It's like you've outgrown them. So create moments where you grow together. I've, I've just developed a new circle of friends. These are pastoral friends that are working with me. And I can tell you the reason why we've grown close together is during the COVID period, we decided to grow together. And while we were growing together, we've just fallen in love with one another and a great friendship is developing. So growth opportunities will draw you closer and bond long-term relationships. Then lastly, sport spoiling each other. I like that one. <laughs> well, I hope your friends are listening so that they can spoil you. In fact, everyone needs to be spoiled. Mm. And if you are serious about long-term relationships, learn to spoil one another. Spend a little bit extra on the people that you intend to have around for the long Whole, you know, whatever it looks like. Sometimes, you know, husband and wife, sometimes it's like, hey, I'm just going to buy that bunch of roses just because I want to spoil my wife. And that goes a long way. Spoiling one another will cultivate long lasting relationships, which brings us to the next principle, Robin. Right. So the next principle is called the 101% principle. Mm. And basically what that says is find the 1% that you agree on and give it 100% effort. You know, building relationships, like we said, is hard. Relationships are hard. And it can sometimes be difficult to connect with certain people. You know, how do you connect with someone when you don't really have anything in common with them? How do you build that like relational bridge to really be able to connect with someone, even when you're so different, can those relationships be healthy and long lasting and productive? Um, you know, when it's difficult for you to connect with someone that you really want to invest in, you must find something that you both agree on and you can do that with anyone. The truth yeah. is, is that if you are really intentional about wanting to invest in others, about wanting to build relationships, then surely there is one thing that you can find some common ground that you can build off of. Start Certainly. from there. The, the problem with us as human beings is that we don't like to celebrate diversity that much. Mm. It doesn't come naturally to us. We, we normally go for 
like the, the opposite extreme where we look for our differences instead of looking for, you know, what can actually bond us. You know, people often focus on those differences because they feel threatened. Yeah. And so the, the more differences you have with someone, the more important it is to focus on what you agree on. Um, and then once you have that, you must give it, which is again, the 101% principle, you must give it 100% effort, even if it's just 1% yeah. of things that you agree on. This allows you to build that foundation that allows you to, um, keep the relationship growing. Like you said, keep it healthy. And it also prevents unnecessary conflict. Because the truth is, is that any one of us can find something to have conflict about. We are all different people. But if we only ever focus on the differences, we will be making enemies. We will be burning bridges instead of bu building bridges. And so, you know, this principle reduces our chances of making enemies. So long-lasting relationships are built on that 1% mm. you have in common. Many times we think, oh, yeah, these people are meant uh, for each other because, oh, they must share a 100 things in common. Usually it's not the case. It's just a willingness to invest all that you are in the things that you have in common. Yeah, Definitely. And it helps us to keep the main thing the main, the main thing. thing. You know, it helps us to keep the relationship in a healthy space because the truth is, is that when we focus only on our differences, the things that make us, you know, want, sometimes want to run away from people because oh, yeah. of how different they are. But then we actually lose out. We lose out because we're not willing to look past that. I like what you said, Robin. And I want to challenge our podcast listeners to look for that 1% in somebody and choose, be, be aware of it and say, this is the one thing that unites us. And I want to put 100% effort from today going forward. I can think of right now, I've got people that are my friends simply because we were running together. And that friendship continues simply because every time we're together, we're not focusing on different belief systems or whatever their religion is. We are focusing on the one thing we have in common, which is running. Yeah, definitely. So you need to find that 1% that you agree on. Give it a 100% effort because let's face it, it's easy to invest where you agree. And so these four questions you can ask yourself if you're considering a relationship, maybe you're you're at the end of the rope with, with, with a relationship in your life and you're just like, hey, I don't think that I have anything in common with this person anymore. Um, you can ask yourself these questions um, just to make it clearer. Like, hey, are you willing to move forward? Are you willing to invest that 100%? So number one is, is the person worth the commitment? Mm. Number two, is the situation worth the commitment? Number three, is the issue worth the commitment? And number four, if is the return worth the investment? Mm. So mm. you need to ask yourself those questions. And I promise you most of the time, because we're wired to love on people, we're wired for community and for relationship. I promise you, if you really take this principle to heart, you will find that 1%. That's good. For some reason, I just feel like I want to further challenge our podcast listeners. I think this is something that can really change the world. Here's the thing. I want to ask you, do you have people that you are intentionally walking with who are different from you? Mm. Because it's 
much easier to invest in people who are exactly like us. Like, oh, we we do the exact same things. But find someone who's different and then find that one thing that you agree on and then start investing and see where that relationship Mm -hmm. ends. That's going to be a worthwhile investment. And like what you said, you miss a lot if you just invest in people who are like you. They're just going to be like you. But if you start investing in people who are maybe 80% different from you, but that 20% is going to be uh, the glue that holds you together and you then benefit from the other 80% that is naturally not a part of who you are. Definitely, Pastor Jay. And so the next principle that you're going to be sharing with us speaks about this process because it's uh, for the long haul requires this principle. Yes, this is a very important principle if you are serious about investing for the long haul. It's called patience, 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 patience. So the patience principle says the journey with others is slower than the journey alone. And this can be frustrating. Everybody wants things to happen quickly, especially in uh, in our society today. We've got this whole microwave generation going and everything must just happen quickly. But when it comes to investments, there is no uh, get rich quick scheme. You know, I know people are looking for these things, the quick break. It doesn't work like that. You need to be patient. And same applies to relationships. If you want long-lasting, successful relationships, you have to be patient. If you're not patient with, uh, with people, you are going to lose out. Mm. One of the things that has really taught me patience, I, I think around the table when we brought this, we said patience is a subject that we might need to dive into separately because people generally are not patient. And I think what just taught me a little bit more, I'm still struggling in this area, Robin, but I think when I became a father, I became a little bit more patient because I realized with children that you can teach them something and you expect them to get it today, but they don't. Five, six, seven years later, you see the fruit of what you're doing. And that just gives me so much joy. Right now, when I look at my kids and some of the things, the fruit they are producing now, and I'm like, wow, I'm glad I did not give up because when we started, it felt like They're not getting it at all. We felt like this is a complete waste of time. When will you get it? And this is the thing with relationships. We often give up on people way too easily. You can so if your friends are not getting whatever you're trying to work on right now, don't give up on them. It's just a matter of time. Be patient. One day they will get it and they will surprise you. So Pastor Jay, if you take it back to the gardening principle, you know, for a tree (laughs) Uh to be really healthy and to grow strong, the roots need to go deep. That's right. And that takes time. Mm -hmm. So we, like you said, we live in this microwave generation where everything is instant. And again, it comes down to, you know, um, just we're impatient with people. When you send someone a message, you expect them to reply now. Exactly. If they don't, you're questioning the, the friendship, friendship. <laughs> which sounds kind of insane. Yeah. You know, like what, but that's how we've been conditioned to think. And so you want to remember that it takes time. You don't want those roots to be shallow because yeah. the first wind that comes, the first little bit of rain is just going to wash it away. But the deeper your roots go, the more chances are that you'll actually be really intentional and have a healthy relationship with a person. That's good. Are you willing to invest in long-term relationships? Be 
patient. If you're not patient, you're going to miss out. So here are some steps uh, that you can take to help you become more patient in your relationships. Number one, prioritize patience. <laughs> like just that's what we're saying. Make patience a virtue. Everybody says patience is a virtue, but I'm meeting more and more people who do not see patience as a virtue. They're kind of like, oh, they did this to me and I did this to them. And you're like, uh, what happened to being patient? And so we really need to treat patience as a virtue. Prioritize being patient with people. Um, I think it is Glasgow who stated that you get the chicken by hatching hmm. the egg, not smashing it and many times that's what we want to do you're like oh yeah I, I want the chicken now and we think let's just crack the egg the chicken is not going to come out you have to hatch it you have to be patient wait for it wait for it wait for it and the truth is we can avoid a lot of unnecessary hurts and pain when we understand this you that's know right. in my own journey just with relationships and friendships you know um Obviously, coming to this organization and, and doing life with you guys taught me all about inner circles, that kind of language, you know, like Jesus had the three, he had the 12, that all that kind of stuff. And for me, I was just like, okay, I want an inner circle, you know, and I would prematurely allow people into, into that space of my life. Mm. And let's, I'm being honest, like most of the time it would blow up in my face just because we didn't take the time to cultivate the friendship, you know. And I didn't understand that, hey, it takes time. It takes patience to really build and, and towards that goal That's of good. saying like, hey, I'm going to let someone in that close to me kind of thing. And yeah, so for me, this was really an eye opener and it's kind of settled my heart in a way as well to understand that, hey, I may not have what you have with your inner circle yet, but there are certain relationships in my life that I'm taking time to cultivate. Will all of them become inner circle friends? Probably not, mm -hmm. but I'll be, my heart will be safer. My boundaries will be intact and I'll be a healthier person for it. And there'll be a healthier person for it. That's right, Robin. I like what you said. And, and it's important for us to say to our podcast listeners, it's so easy to listen to these principles and go and copy them and paste them into your relationships. And like, how come I'm not getting fruit? If you're not patient, you're not going to mm -hmm. see the fruit. So you have to do it and keep investing and trusting that this thing will happen. Then the, the other way you can uh, practice patience is by practicing the exchange principle we spoke about the exchange principle earlier um earlier this week and basically learn to put yourself in the other person's shoes mm. and just like if i were in their situation what would happen one of the things that i often do this is what has helped me to become patient especially with people i often remind myself of the times when i needed help mm. I, I remember of how I used to struggle with some of the things that I say to like you, Robin, I'll say, hey, you must just get over this and do this. And then while I'm just kind of saying it as if it's like a magic wand, get over as yourself. As if it's easy, which it's not. <laughs> Okay, I set myself up for that one. Eh? <laughs> but but, but the, the reality is I have to remind myself that, hey, it also took me time to get it. It's so easy to forget, especially when you've mastered something. It's so easy to forget how difficult it was in the beginning. It's like a person that can ride a bicycle. You know, they just jump on, they ride the bicycle. Then they give somebody who can't and they're like, what's, what's wrong with you? You know, you, you, you should just be able to do this. But it took you time to learn. 
it takes time for the other person to learn. So practicing the exchange principle will help you to be patient with others. And then realizing that people have and will often create problems. Let's face it, if you go into any relationship thinking there's not going to be problems, everything is going to be rosy, you are setting yourself for a failure. It's the same thing with investments. When you open an investment portfolio, they tell you that, hey, things can go wrong, but hey, that's part of the game, you know? You want to be invest- an investor, it comes with it just comes with problems. Same applies with relationships. And Pastor Jay, I think with this one, it's so important to note that you are people too. So we're saying people have and create problems. You are that person sometimes as well. So you can't, again, you know, look only at the other person and be like, oh, they're creating problems or they have problems. We also have our own issues. And yeah, so we also need to be patient with ourselves, if that makes sense. Very true. Very true, Robin. Uh, In fact, if you want to be patient with others, you also need to recognize the areas in your own life where people need to be patient with you. Mm-hmm. You know, there are some things that I'm still struggling with and I, I have to own those areas and say, hey, in this area, I'm still a work in progress. So if I know that I'm not perfect, if I know that there are areas that I expect others to be patient with me, it makes it easier for me to be patient with others in the areas that they are also weak. Which brings us to the next principle, Robin. Right. I love this principle. It's called the celebration principle. And it says the true test of relationships is not how loyal we are when friends fail, but how thrilled we are when they succeed. That's good. So what that means is that we need to learn to press pause, celebrate people's victories. And you know, Pastor Jay, this is hard because I think I went through something quite recently where... I had a victory in my life and Mm. I was like, wow, this is so great. And it was almost like no one celebrated with me. You know, I didn't expect them to throw a party or something like that. But, you know, just that thing of, huh, this was really big for me and no one sees that. And that's the truth that the joy of accomplishment is diminished when no one celebrates with you. Let's face it. Everyone can identify with failure, Mm -hmm. but fewer people identify with success. And because people so easily identify with failure, they sometimes have a hard time connecting with success. Very often the same qualities that prevent people from achieving success, like emotional insecurity, um, the, the wrong mindset, even being petty and jealous, that kind of stuff prevents us from celebrating Celebrating, others' success. And they constantly find themselves comparing themselves to others and they find themselves wanting. So how do you learn to celebrate with others instead of ignoring their accomplishments or resenting those things? And I think that we need to really realize that life is not a competition. That's good. You know, and we can't constantly be comparing ourselves to others. You know, they say comparison is the thief of joy. It really, really is. And it that goes so well with this principle. If you're going to have an achievement and no one can celebrate with you, you automatically go into like, oh, comparison, competition, that kind of mode. Mm -hmm. And so we have to be willing again to put ourselves in someone else's shoes, look at the whole situation from another person's viewpoint. And so when your friends achieve something that is important to them, that is of significance to them, you need to learn to celebrate them with enthusiasm, with passion, with excitement. Celebrate the small things. Sometimes, you know, sometimes people don't even realize how far they've come. 
in a certain area until you point it out to them. So you need to be celebrating with people all the time. Celebrate with people that will help you to become lifelong friends. Invest for the long haul by celebrating people. That's good, Robin. Celebrate like annual things, birthdays, anniversaries. Mm. Be there. Be that friend that is first to say happy birthday. Be that friend that is first to say happy anniversary. Just be there to celebrate the other person. And if you can't even do that on a birthday, I'm sure you will struggle doing it when they tell you, hey, guess I got a promotion or Mm. this is what has happened. I got an increase. Don't be jealous. Celebrate your friends. Right. So Pastor Jay, we need to remember that the true test of relationships is not in how loyal we are when people are in a hole, when they fail, when something gets messed up, but really how excited we are, how we walk with them when they are even going through the, the high life, you know, like they, they're having the highlights of their, of their life and they're really celebrating those successes. So this is a really important one that you guys need to know. Which brings us to the next principle, which is the high road principle. This principle simply states that we go to a higher level when we treat others better than they treat us. That's often difficult. This is one of those really challenging principles. Everyone wants to treat somebody the same, at least, you know, like I'm going to treat them the way they treat me, you know, but the real challenge, if you want to have long-lasting relationships, you have to be willing to travel the high road. There are basically only three roads we can travel when it comes to dealing with others. In your relationships, you only have three roads. You can take the low road, which simply means that you decide or you choose to treat others worse than they treat you. That's really terrible. Or you can take the middle road where you decide that you are going to treat others exactly the same way they treat you. But here is the high road principle. We can take the high road and treat others better than they treat us. If you choose to take the low road, you are going to ruin your relationships and you're going to alienate people from you. The middle road may may not drive people away from you, but it won't attract them to you either. Mm. You see, it's so easy to say, well, I'm just going to do what they do. Yeah. But the thing is that doesn't attract others to you. You sure. don't become attractive. You only become attractive by taking the high road. The high road helps you create positive relationships. Like, wow, I wish I can be so-and-so's friend because they always treat the people around them better than the others treat them. Yeah, Pastor Jay, and this is so important because we tend to really just stay on the middle road all the time. Pastor Jay, we really need to commit ourselves to traveling the high road continually every Mm. single day. It's really, it has to be an active choice. You cannot just be reactive when it comes to this kind of thing because sometimes it's going to be really, really hard to travel the high road. It's often hard. It is hard. So you need to especially not develop like a victim mentality where you just keep taking on things and, oh, poor me, you know, I'm going to eat some worms, that kind of thing. You need to choose to 
serve others. You need to set higher standards for yourself than what you do for others. And, you know, you gave us this little, um, I don't know what you would call it, <laughs> metaphor, I guess, about moving to the high road. You said stay on Kindness Street as long as possible. Mm-hmm. Turn right on Forgiveness Avenue. Avoid Get Even Alley because it's a dead end. Climb to the top of the hill for there you will see the high road and then take it and stay on it. That's so good, eh? So high roaders understand that it's not what happens to you, but what happens inside of you Mm. that really matters. I think uh, one man once said, a successful man is one who can lay a firm foundation with the bricks others throw at him. So in life, people will throw bricks at you. But take those bricks and lay a firm foundation for your own life. And this is what high roaders know. They do this intentionally. It doesn't matter what happens to me. What really matters is what happens inside. It's always difficult to sustain this high road attitude. But if you maintain this attitude and you say, I'm going to do this consistently, you will find that all your relationships will become healthier and they will last longer. Um, very quickly, I want to say that high roaders recognize their own need for grace and therefore they extend mm. grace to others. You cannot walk on this high road unless you realize that, hey, I'm also a broken person. So high ro- when you take the high road, doesn't mean that you are perfect. You actually recognize that, hey, I am not perfect. I also need grace. So I need to extend the grace to others. You see, high roaders set higher standards for themselves than others would. So it doesn't matter what the benchmark your friends have you need to set a higher standard and say, I will surpass that. And you start holding yourself accountable to the higher standard. If you have a goal of excellence in your own life and say, I want to be excellent in my relationships, it doesn't matter how the others around you are behaving, just always be excellent in all your relationships. High roaders risk more than others think is safe. I've often had people sit down with me and say, do you recognize that so-and-so is taking advantage of you? This is what they are saying or this is what they're doing. Surely you can't treat them the same way. And the reality is because I have chosen to walk the high road, it doesn't matter how the other person responds. I just choose to risk and say, I'm believing that one day they will get it. And that's the whole thing with investment, isn't it? You risk, you take that calculated risk and say, I'm willing to risk making this investment. And lastly, high roaders dream more than others think is practical. You know, sometimes when I speak of relationships, the people around me kind of think, do you think that will ever really happen? Do you think it is possible? Well, I don't know, but that's my dream. I always invest in relationships with the, um, this idea that one day this person will just get it and there will be a, a real blessing in my life because I chose to believe in them and invest in their lives. You know, as you were just sharing that, Pastor Jay, about risking more than what others think is safe, I kind of got this image in my mind of the three roads kind of yeah. next to each other and, and the low one is obviously at the bottom and then the middle one is in the middle yeah. and then the high one's on top. And it's almost like those people that are walking the low road and the middle road, they'll be throwing rocks at you yeah. trying to, to walk the high road. And so you need to really be secure in that. You need to be secure in who you are. You need to be secure in what you're trying to accomplish in a relationship. Otherwise, a rock might hit you and, you know, take you out. 
But the truth is, the rock will still hit you. But if you are secure in what you're trying to do, you'll you'll just shake it off. That's right. And you'll keep walking the high road. So don't allow people to, um, yeah, to kind of dull your sparkle, to make you um, do less than what you know is right in your own heart. In fact, most in most cases, Robin, when you start uh, the day you choose to walk the high road, especially with your friends, people will say, "Who do you think you are?" You know, it's it's just like you are going to set yourself apart by just walking the high road. So you don't make a big deal about the fact that, hey, I'm walking the high road. You just keep walking on that road and your relationships will last longer than those who are willing to walk that road. Definitely. Well, we are out of time for today's episode, but it has been such a good one. And we want to leave you guys with this. Are you willing to invest in others? Are Mm. you willing to invest for the long haul? We really believe that each of these principles can be so helpful as you just examine yourself, examine your own life and examine the relationships around you because we want you to win at relationships. I want to win at relationships. I want to win too. Definitely. And these are all things that we're growing in every single day, but they are so great to come back to constantly remind ourselves, hey, you know, when you're going through... Um, a situation maybe there's someone that feels like that right now you're going through a really hard situation in a relationship and you've been questioning is it worth it I want to encourage you to really take these principles lay them out write it out ask yourself the hard questions and yeah take the high road take the high road cultivate the relationship make sure that you can celebrate that person make sure that you can do everything in your power to just be the best at relationships to win at relationships and so until tomorrow let's keep growing Growing.